Hey everybody, welcome to Explain Like I'm 5, or ELI 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask, and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. Hey everyone, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, if you were to start walking and not stop, how long do you think you could go for? Mm, Maybe a couple hours, like five hours or something? So did you know there was this guy, uh, George Holzer of Belgium, who walked for 418 miles? in six days, 10 hours, and 58 minutes. Wow. Uh, And he only stopped for a maximum of two minutes every four hours to change his shoes and answer the call of nature. Yeah, that's a a long time. It is. Now, here's a question for today's episode. How long do you think you could stand for if you're standing still? Just standing absolutely still? I don't don't think that long. Um, I think I can see where we're going here. Good. Well, so today we're trying to explain why it is that people can walk for long stretches just fine, but they can't stand for anywhere near as long as that stretch of time. Yeah, yeah, it gets, it gets uncomfortable after just a shorter amount of time. Yeah, so why is that? Yeah, so, so let's start with the fact that your leg veins, right, they have one-way valves in them. One-way valves? Yeah, you heard that, right? Uh, they work when the skeletal muscles around them contract and release, essentially. Mm-hmm. So when you're walking around, they, their muscles, they're flexing, and the flexing and relaxing of the, mu- of the muscles are literally pumping the blood back to your torso. And when you're standing still, you aren't getting that pumping action naturally. So basically, you know, when you're standing, the blood flow slows down and kind of pools in your legs due to gravity. But when you're walking, those same muscles start contracting and pushing the blood in your veins and vessels back up to your upper body. Can't you just flex and release your leg muscles while you're standing? Yeah, yeah, you could do the, the flexing and the releasing while you're standing, uh, but it's not nearly as effective and also just doesn't come naturally. So don't some professions, and I'm thinking here, veterans, military folks, have to stand for a long period of time as part of their job? Yes, yes, actually. And seasoned military pers- pers- uh, personnel are able to stand at ease for long periods of time because they are actually swaying back and forth very slowly mm. in these kind of micro-movements to contract their muscles and relieve the, the tingling and numb sensation you'll likely get when, if you're just standing still for a long period of time. So this is something that's taught? They're taught how to stand at ease? They are. One guy said that one of the things they need to drill in your head is to not lock your knees while standing at attention. It's a habit for some that's kind of pretty hard to break. So is it really all about blood flow? How about other things? Your joints? Uh, other mm-hmm. factors? That can be yeah, we've been, we've been focused on talking about blood flow so far, uh, which is important, but you're right, there is another component. So your joints are lubricated by their joint fluid, and the way they get new fluid and nutrients is through movement, right? right. This is the synovial fluid that's in your, your mm-hmm. joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when you stand still, the fluid is not refreshed, and it tends to dry out in a sense. So this makes the joints painful and causes that stiff feeling uh, mm. when you try to start moving again. Uh, but shortly after moving the fluid and nutrients are replenished again, and things move again. Uh, circulation is a big part, but the joint movement is what provides that fluid flow. So if you kept your joints still and contracted, the muscles to get blood flowing, uh, you will still feel the majority of stiffness and aches. Right. So aside from learning how not to lock your knees and swaying slightly, aren't there like environmental uh, solutions to it as well? I've seen people like in retail stand on these mm-hmm. cushiony mm-hmm. standing floor plaids. Um, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, those are popular in office uh, office environment as well. So in, in factories, they often have uh, bubbled rubber mats for folks to stand on to alleviate the discomfort for, of standing for a long time. Um, when you stand, the, the same muscles in your feet 
uh, fire repeatedly as the pressure on them remains constant. Uh, however, when you walk about, the pressure shifts to and from different areas of your foot, so as the same muscles aren't working all the time. So if you so if you have a sore area on your foot, uh, walking will be less painful than standing, as the pressure is on the area for less time, right? And the more cushioned the floor, of course, uh, the less pressure is applied to specific areas of the foot. Uh, so the bubbles tend to help the help for traction, also increase variation of pressure on the feet. Uh, so they do work. Yeah, yeah. Um, final question: People talk about pots. Can you explain? <laughs> yeah, pots. It's funny. It's uh, it stands for um, postural orthostatic uh, tachycardia, uh, POTS. It's a it's a condition that basically affects circulation, like your blood flow, right? So POTS, it's uh, it's the development of symptoms that come on from uh, standing up from a reclining position, and that may be relieved by sitting or lying down. And, and basically, people who have it, their arteries don't produce enough force to keep an adequate amount of blood pumping up to the brain. And this results in things like dizziness and blurred vision from just purely standing up, standing upright. Oh, so you're, sta you're sitting for a while and then you stand up, you feel dizzy. Some people have experienced this mm -hmm, um, with mm -hmm. mild kind of effects, but some people have a serious uh, case of this syndrome. Yeah, yeah. So, so those people with the with pots have learned to kind of immediately start walking. Uh, so their calf muscles start push uh, push on the arteries in the legs to produce the force needed. Uh, they learn tricks like we've discussed, such as flexing the calf muscles before standing up to prevent the blood from just pooling in the legs. Uh, some also wear compression socks to also prevent this type of pooling. Wow, I didn't know all that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty serious. Uh, and you have to be really careful with things most of us consider normal, uh, just like just taking a shower. Okay, so that reminds me of what we all started this episode with. The guy who walked six and a half days without stopping and presumably without showering. <laughs> um, do you happen to know what the record is for standing still? Yes. So for standing, uh, there's a report that there's an Indian man uh, who stood motionless in Mahatma Gandhi's posture with a stick for 25 hours in 2001. Mm. And then also without a stick for about 35 hours in 2003. Well, that sounds exhausting, but I guess it does prove what we were talking about, which is that humans can't stand for nearly as long a time as they can walk. Yeah, pretty big difference. Did you learn something new today? If you did, send us a tweet at ELI5thePodcast. Send us requests for future episodes, or just send us a thumbs up. As always, a big thank you to the subreddit Explain Like I'm 5. See you all next week.